It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by stats and information expert, guru, Mackenzie Rivers. You guys can find him on Twitter as well, at Mac and Rivers. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. NFL Week 10, Thursday Night Football. We have the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to go ahead. They're going to go on the road and take on the Miami Dolphins. We have a current line in this game. Minus seven and a half. We have a total in this one at 46 and a half. McKenzie, uh, I don't know if this is exactly our marquee matchup. We do have one good team here with the Baltimore Ravens and one rather bad team, two and seven Miami Dolphins. Uh, but what do you make of this game coming in here? You know, do you think that uh, Miami's given up on the season, uh, two and seven? And do you feel like maybe, you know, the Ravens are ready to hit, ready, ready to hit their stride right now at six and two? There's a such thing as momentum, they say. A lot of analytics people don't believe that. But you can't tell me that if the Ravens lose to the Chiefs, which they should have, fumble, last 30 seconds, happens. They put themselves in a position to have a chance, and they took that chance and won. Fourth and 19 the next week, 18 seconds on the clock. you got to be kidding me. If you have a Lions money line ticket, you're like, well, Miracles happen, but come on, I'm going to catch this ticket. 68-yard field goal, good, and they win. And they beat the Colts after being down by three scores in the late of the second half. And on balance, if you look at the fourth quarter weighted win share, proprietary statistic by pregame.com, they're the luckiest team in the NFL when it comes to the fourth quarter. Take a snapshot of that moment. So X amount of time on the clock, what are the chances this team's wins by the thousands of game database and, you know, weighted towards more modern NFL, of course, but everything that's ever happened, what are the chances they're going to win? It's, you know, presumably pretty accurate. And the Ravens have six wins. They should have about four and a half. Our numbers say luckiest team in the NFL, but I think they're way better because of it. Lamar Jackson has a, abilities that he's demonstrating that he hasn't demonstrated before in the passing game so I think you got to downgrade them some from their record they're not as good as six and two but I think they're better than than uh I think they're better for winning those games you know I don't hold anything against Baltimore with their record being six and two I look at the schedule that they played and it was you know opening game you know on the road to open up the season in in Vegas um, that, that crowd was, you know, they were hungry to go ahead and get fans in there and to see their team. And that game didn't play out well for them. And then it, it was, you know, turned right back around. Now you got to play the chiefs. It's like, all right, man, two tough games in a row. And then it's like, all right, finally, you know, we got two tough ones out of the way. And, and, you know, it's like, oh, we could play Detroit big deal on the road. We'll take care of them. Well, you know, that was scary. And then you turn around, you have to play Denver, the Colts, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Vikings, like. You know, that's a rough run of five games. I mean, if you look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now or currently in the hunt, um, you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, six out of the eight games, uh, at least, you know, 500 teams are better. So uh, six and two to me um, is probably who this team is. I can understand some close wins, some close losses. Uh, but for this particular game, uh, this game shouldn't be close, Mackenzie. It really shouldn't be. I believe these two teams are are, are far apart. First question I want to ask you is, uh, why don't we talk about the line for a minute? You know, seven and a half. You know, does that indicate to you that two is going to play? Does that indicate to you that Brissett's going to play? 
do you think that potentially they might be setting this line as, you know, it's kind of in the middle there. It's like, well, we don't know if two is playing. We don't know if Brissett's playing. Let's put a line out there that's, uh, you know, maybe going to split the action at, at the sports books and not put us in any type of danger. So what do you think of right now with that line? I think you might be onto something there. Just looking at the look ahead, open and close stayed about six and a half the week prior. And then it opened at seven. And then, you know, there's Monday day off Tuesday come in up to seven and a half from seven. So about a point where it was a, a difference from it was a week ago. That seems about half the distance. We talked before the show, you say two points. Uh, between these quarterbacks and you've seen them both closely so that splits the difference right there one point maybe if it's announced Brissette goes to eight and a half maybe comes back down to seven with Tua or even back down to six and a half I mean the Dolphins did win they you, they shouldn't be downgraded by the market but they have been that you, you would think that's the quarterback yeah I would expect if Brissette gets in there eight and a half nine if two is in there I could understand maybe it's staying at seven and a half um, and I could see it get, getting a seven. I don't think it'll go back down to uh, back down to six and a half. I just don't think my gut feeling here is that, you know, Baltimore's look ahead game is going to be next week on the road at Chicago. You know, they're going to face a Chicago team that'll probably be a little healthier with their, with their defense and, you know, Chicago, you know, right now they're getting to see a running quarterback. So uh, that would be like the trap game for me with Baltimore, but you know, they're coming off of a win against Minnesota, but, you know, again, that team's six and two, you know, they could win this game, win the next game. And, you know, they're sitting there with an eight and two record. And, you know, although they come off of, of off of a win, I don't believe it's a letdown because uh, what happens if you if you lose this game? Well, now you're six and three again. It's like, well, you know, there's a lot of teams in front of you. There's, you know, chances. I mean, nobody has clear control of that division as of yet. So I think Baltimore comes in here laser focused against a team that um, that they should beat and that they should beat by margin. Uh, I'm not sure that Miami, you know, was going to fare, you know, really any different with, with Tua out there uh, with his finger being messed up in his ribs. But, you know, if Tua does play, um, my immediate first reaction would be to play the over because they want to go ahead and showcase Tua. And I don't believe that – I don't believe Miami wants to go out there and have their backup quarterback winning games. Um, you know, although be it was against Houston, but, you know, if – let's say they move off of Tua – or let's say they're just like, you know, we, we got to let this guy continue to grow. Uh, let him go out there and throw the football. Yeah, they might lose or whatever, but, you know, this is a good another good learning experience. I don't know how long they want to keep him on the bench. So uh, as of right now, he was a limited participant in practice. But again, you know, last week he was a limited participant for like three, three days and, and he still didn't play. Uh, I, I would take Ravens here at minus seven and a half. Uh, I would tease them down. I would tease them down now. The reason being is that if, if Brissett comes in, I have a feeling because the teaser option here with Baltimore that McKenzie, they might push this to nine to make you lay three with Baltimore uh, in a teaser. They obviously don't want you getting that advantage teaser. So uh, I think they're, uh, no matter what, Baltimore teased right now uh, has to be the right call. Um, if you want to lay seven and a half with Baltimore, go ahead. If you think, you know, grabbing nine with Miami is, you know, is valuable. Um, do that or you know you're gonna end up laying a bad number um personally right now for me tease baltimore decide if you want to go ahead and lay seven and a half decide if you want to lay nine if two is on the field over for me if it's brissette i would more than likely probably go miami team total under 
don't exactly well know what that number is right now, but I, I would look at that uh, because I just don't trust Brissett. Um, even against the Baltimore pass defense, it's not all that well. So I uh, kind of talked through my thoughts there, McKenzie. Not sure if anything stuck out or if multiple things stuck out, but you know, what would you do for this particular game? What kind of is, is catching your eye right now? I think I'd lay it. You know, maybe there's more work to do, but just thinking this out with you, and I'm glad we're doing this podcast because it kind of went light bulb moment. There's a reason why on Thursday night, favorites of seven plus are 64% since 2006 when they started doing Thursday night on more than just Thanksgiving, 47 and 26. It's because of this matchup. I mean, the Dolphins some weeks may have something to play for, but they are dreading what's about to happen to them against a team that likes to bully teams by margin. Uh, No one's gotten margin the last three years since Lamar Jackson has started like the Baltimore Ravens and they're physical and they're going to beat the living hell out of a pretty bad Dolphins team playing the string out. When you think of it's late in the season, people are thinking about Thanksgiving. I think you got to really consider laying it seven and a half. That's two scores. They get the ball back with one score left. The Dolphins may just give up five-yard runs after 15-yard runs all the way to the end zone to end the game. Maybe you get lucky if you have the Dolphins ticket and you get a kneel out and and the Ravens only win by seven. Could happen. But 64% big favorites on Thursday night. I think this is why. I think this is the matchup where they just kick their ass all night. You know, McKenzie, I think that there's got to be a bucket of quarterbacks out there that we say – they're not going to backdoor you. And then there's a bucket of quarterbacks that will. And then, you know, there's a bucket of quarterbacks that if they give them the ball in the fourth quarter, they're going to, you know, they're going to rip your heart out. Brissett has to be in that bucket where he's not going to go ahead and drive down, down the field and probably backdoor you. You know, last week he had three interceptions. You know, he reminds me of, uh, of, of a guy that, that probably should be in that particular bucket you know, along with, you know, maybe the Trevor Simeons and the Zach Wilsons of the world, guys like that, you know, and the guys that, um, you know, could do it, you know, but and they're not going to do it all the time. Somebody like a Big Ben, you know, we saw that happen last night, you know, uh, and maybe a Justin Fields. I don't know. I don't know what bucket he sits in right now. But um, that's just my thinking with Brissett. I feel if, if you have margin here and you're comfortable um, that, you know, don't don't sweat it too much that, you know, the, the quarterback for Miami might actually create, you know, a little bit more margin. Uh, that's just my thinking, you know, and that even probably goes for Tua as well. But uh, I think that the the schedule is interesting for both of these teams. We could look at Harbaugh McKenzie as a hard-nosed coach, and then we could look at, at Flores as probably a hard-nosed coach too. But Baltimore is going to be on 10 days rest after this game, and so is Miami. But it's interesting. As I had said, Baltimore has Cleveland on deck after next after their next game with, with the Bears. But you know, the game that, that Miami has in 10 days after this one is the Jets. Do you think Flores is going to, um, you know, off of a loss, do you think he's going to give Miami uh, any type of break um, at all? But I don't believe so. I don't believe there's any reward for Miami after this game. But I do believe there's a reward for Baltimore. Look, go out and kick these guys' rear ends and, you know, take an extra day or, or day or two and let's get ready for Chicago, you know, the next week. Flores needs wins, dude. Like, this guy, he, we were just talking, what, a, a week ago, you know, that his job was on the line. He needed to show up against Houston. And, look, they barely got it done. It was a scary game. But I can't see Miami 
even if they get their rear ends kicked, um, going ahead and, and, you know, and, and, and letting, you know, uh, uh, 10 days of preparation, um, just go with, you know, a couple of days off here or there, like they have to beat the jets. So, uh, with that said, the reason I'm saying that is that they don't have any incentive as a two and seven team really to go out there and perform or, or to play their rear ends off, you know, against a, against a team like Baltimore. Uh, you know, maybe if it was a junk team and it was like, Hey, if we can get a win here, like, I really believe that some coaches reward their teams for, um, good efforts and, and for getting wins. And I think Harbaugh will do that with the Ravens, but, uh, I don't think that Flores will do that. One, his, his job has been talked about and two, this, this team's two and seven, uh, with the jets on deck and they could pull a win out there. So, you know, you got to prepare, uh, because the jets are, are getting better. So I don't know if that sparked anything, McKenzie, but that's just kind of what I'm thinking, uh, with both of these coaches who seem to be hard-nosed coaches, but Flores would be the guy that um, you know doesn't let you take a little bit extended vacation. So uh, there's another reason why I, I kind of just don't like Miami in this one as well. Makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't be surprised if Harbaugh said something verbatim to the locker room, like, "Hey, you guys want two days off in South Beach? You know, win by 30." You know, like you don't think coaches talk like that, but coaches talk like that. Coaches talk about margin from time to time. Like if you're if you're good, this is forty one ten. But we'll see. <laughs> you know, let's 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 see what you guys. I mean, it's definitely like that, uh, especially with the Ravens, in my opinion. So I it it seems like the attractive side to me. Uh, it was more attractive a week ago. Uh, but you know what? Maybe. If if it's Preset and not Tua, or if Tua's not back fully from his from his finger and chest, is it? Yeah, uh, finger and ribs. Finger and ribs, right? Uh, then that then that's you know that's not an, that's not enough of a move. Uh, and that Thursday night trend makes a lot of sense to me, just from a short week's perspective. The more athletic team, the team that should be favored. Uh, you know what they're going to run, or you don't know what they're going to run. It doesn't really matter. Uh, it's about the Jimmies and Joes, and uh, yeah, Greg Roman does a good job there. That's a great scheme, and very, very difficult to stop on a short week. You know, Mackenzie, as you were just saying that, you're like, go out and win by thirty. You know, what does that do for a team like Baltimore? What what can they learn? You know, from that? Well, they can learn to finish out games, to play a full, you know, four quarters, which is something that you know we just talked about that in the beginning of the podcast. Is that you know that that's one of the things that that team has kind of struggled to do, and these are the games in which. You know, you can go out there and play full four quarters. Everybody can get their touches. Everybody can put a smile on their face. But at the same time, you know, you're learning how to grow together as a group. But, you know, you're playing four quarters. You're, you're going out there and, uh, you know, you're making the stops when even when they don't matter. You know, you're still going out there and you're playing football. You know, you're getting your uh, your stamina up and not being fatigued later in the game. Um, and look, it, it's in Miami. Yeah, but it's, you know, middle of November. So I don't think it's going to be 90 degrees at least. You know, I kind of hope not. But. Uh, I think the Ravens show out here. Uh, I don't want any part of Miami. Loved Miami last week, got the cover. I uh, thought they'd score 40 points with two against Houston. But, um, you know, that 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 gives me, you know, a lot of caution here too is, you know, they, they barely beat Houston. And Houston's defense uh, is absolutely brutal. So uh, I guess you guys could attack this, you know, multiple ways, however you want. Uh, it sounds like me and McKenzie are uh, we're, we're definitely pro-Ravens here. Uh, I think you can use them in a teaser. If Tua plays, I do like the over. I will say that if Brissett's here, uh, maybe we look at Miami team total under and uh, 
that's it guys so that'll wrap up the pod for the week big thanks to mckenzie for jumping on i know he's been busy uh rocking and rolling so i'm glad he got a chance to go ahead and catch a little bit of a break but spend a few minutes with us you guys know where to find us on twitter sleepy janitor score pregame at mac and rivers and on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com with that said i'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on thursday night enjoy the game